0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the new episode of the End of Cells Podcast. I hope everyone's well who's listening. Tonight, we're joined by Francis, John, and Ross. How are you, all? I'm good, mate. Good, mate. How yourself? I'm fine. I mean, uh, every, good, Celtic, good. every Celtic, every fans week is just header up or down or just down. But we'll we'll try and keep this one upbeat and focus on some topics that we can get our teeth stuck into. So, the first one I want to come to is potential players that Celtic could have next season in terms of. The squad at the minute as it stands, not including any loan players, obviously, because we've seen today. Thankfully, thank God, Shane Duffy's been sent back to Brighton. Although it cost £3 million overall, which is absolutely scandalous. I mean, when you think of Ivan Tony, we could have signed him for the sake of six hundred grand, and there's £3 million wasted. It's, it's a disgrace. But come to yourself, Francis, first. In terms of players that are in the team at the moment, who would you like to see stay? And we also have the, the kind of conundrum, who's going to be the next captain as well?
1: Well what ones want to stay really? That's who mm. really wants to stay for me? I mean, ideally you'd keep Edward but you know he's not going to stay. I mean, the new manager, whoever that may be, could could have a big say in that. Like whether you would you would really need to just suck it up and say, Look, if you can give us a season and we'll let you go for nothing but I reckon he's has has heads elsewhere, I don't think. He's seen the nick of him this season so he's not got to play for a season and give us that. So I think he's he's not going to stay. Aye, uh, hopefully he stays. Hopefully he stays. And this might upset you, Stephen, but I'd I'd keep Christy. I'd keep Christy if he can.
0: doesn't be positive, Francis?
1: <laughs> I know, I
0: know it's very. But I would, I think
1: under like manager, like look at when they're playing and it he was absolutely brilliant. Arguably one of our best players. If have the best. Like it was up there. It was really good. And then eh, jury's out for him and it, but. He might want away as well because he's not getting a game. And Cham, I don't know about him. It's is he going to want to come back? Um, but I hey, hopefully guys like McGregor. I don't. I can't see any reason Forrest would leave. Uh, Barkas, I think he's done as much as me and you trying to stick up for him. I think he's done. Uh, Taylor, I think will obviously stick around. Julian will stick <coughs> around. Uh, there's not many. Tumble obviously. Rogic might stay. I'm not too sure for many many folk maybe come in for him that will really maybe interest him. Sorrow I imagine will stay. I'm not totally convinced by him, but I think he'll he'll stay. Jack Henry's one that could come back in. He might just, similar to Welsh, just find he's selling the team out of chance, and who knows? He's, he's done all right in Belgium, by our accounts. I think he was voted the best player in Belgium. Not just the best defender, I think he's been voted the best player, which is quite surprising, but I don't know. Maybe as good. Some uh, some of the friends guys I would expect him maybe come in, like maybe Luke O'Connell, uh, Dembele. If he signs a new deal, you, it's, There's not a lot that really stands out, and a lot it's going to come in. Uh, I felt really delving into the manager side. That's, whoever the manager says or wants, whoever the manager wants, and that he might not want half these players, and he might want his own guys in. But again, the the new manager might convince guys that want away to stay, depending on who this guy is. Yeah. So, it's, I, think, I think there's got to be a lot of changes in foot going it. the managers, a big
0: one. You're it's 100% right when you say who who wants to stay. Because, again, we're speculating here, but we'll have to think of players who might be staying, who are more likely to stay. And the likes of Iyer, McGregor. Even though McGregor, other Celtic fans don't seem to take notice of this, but he hasn't had a great season as well. But I'll just put that down to the standard he's been playing with at the moment. But... Now, when you come to Christie, it's an interesting one. I'm not going to Christie bastard, I've done enough that's a podcast, but we've seen we, we put up the, the post on um Twitter and Instagram about him potentially leaving down to the Premier League and the majority of the fans I have to say, Francis, were on board with him leaving. Uh, there was some I,
1: I think I'm in a minority, they'd be keeping on me. <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, I agree under and Rogers he was he was fantastic, his work rate was great and he was doing what he was asked to do, but it seems to me that his head's just totally went over this season yeah. and you could say it's down to the, the coaching and what the tactic he, he's been told to do. Um, I'm Ross, but the one interesting one we've seen the, the Twitter footage of um Jack Hendry giving it to one of his players over in Belgium. I think it was Space Cadet, wasn't it? He said, but <laughs> the, the likes of them, the, the likes of them players coming back to Celtic, who, who even in the current squad and potentially coming back from low likes of Bio as well, people forget about him.
2: Do you think will have an impact next season? Um. I mean, I, I would like to think off the back of what Franny said there uh, about Henry being voted the best player in Belgium. I think he's the one that sticks out that could come back and maybe have an impact. Um, I don't think, I don't think Bio will do anything. Uh, wouldn't be too upset if he was moved on. Uh, but on the Christie one, um, I, I have to tend to agree with Franny. Um, I would, I would keep him. As Franny's touched on, I would keep him eh, if we could get the Christie old, eh, because he was undeniably one of our best players for the best part of eighteen months to two year. Eh, his work rate was incredible, but again, like like you've touched on, Stephen, like his head maybe has been turned, eh, and he, he he's playing so poorly now he is. But I've said it before, like I have to defend him slightly because he has played. 99% of the games Out of position But aye uh, uh, if, if the right manager can come in and Get him back to the way he was Then I I, I would be All for keeping him um, But aye, uh, Franny's covered Most of the guys uh, I would pro- Probably try and get Alan Um I'm trying mm-hmm. to think of Any other guys that are maybe due back uh, Off the top of my head Ball Golly but, uh, Oh, no, no. <laughs> I mean, this is it. You can't even, uh, if they were worth keeping, you would be able to think of them. Just off the top, but I can't even think of
0: well, really. The likes of, you've got Ewan Henderson, Luca Connell, Barry Coffey, over here, Barry's league for Clippenville. He's scoring goals. And then, I'm not saying these guys are going to come back and be in the first team, but come to, your, come to yourself, John. Surely we'll have to be looking at these lone players coming back. We've sent Hendrick, we've sent... Bio out. He scored goals for Toulouse and um, Leggett too. I can't do it in the French accent, so forgive me. Mm-hmm. And then you've got the likes of Henderson, um, Luca Connell, Afalobi as well, the striker. I think he's at Dunfermline or, or Dundee. There's someone will correct me on that. But well, <laughs> Coming to the next season, John, I said to the Franny there, we're losing our captain as well, so there's been a lot of talk that I may be Cal Mack as well, Cam McGregor, but I potentially can see Ayer leaving and, and I don't think McGregor is captain material. Yes, he's a he, he has a positive positive influence in the squad and stuff. But I just think he's a tiny bit too quiet, if that makes sense. But I don't know. Sometimes leaders lead by actions rather than words. But what in in terms of players, John, as Franny and Ross are saying, in in your mind, who's worth keeping and who's worth keeping an eye on?
3: Yeah, I mean, I I agree with both those. guys. They've pretty much named the same folk. i I would I would name. Uh, You're hoping the likes of IR stays. Uh, I, I fully suspect Forrest, uh, McGregor, um, I'll still be there. Welsh, obviously, uh, Taylor. Um, I don't, I'm, I'm not too fussed about Christie. Uh, the fact that he's down tools and he's completely let his ego get the better of him just shows that he's no. And he's had his head turned down, that's evident. Uh, then just let him go. But has, he, has he
2: down tools or is he just out of form? Cause he looks at times to me like he is trying, but
3: like he, he's playing for his cell though, mate. Ah, this is a the thing, they are, things. they are ah. though. Aye, but some more than others. And like you could say, oh, he's aye. trying, he, he, he's 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 no, I wouldn't say he's trying because he's for me, he's not trying hard enough. And you can't just take when he takes a pot shots and he, he floats the ball but 20 yards out of the bar, that's no trying. Um, mm. he's constantly passing the ball back, he's not... Na- He's no going forward much in terms of that. Like, he's not bringing the ball forward. He always. I just don't, I think his play is very negative. It's been very negative this year. And I, agree I with is that his work rate's down.
1: His work rate's
2: Aye, absolutely. His work rate's down. But is that because he's out in the right? Uh,
3: no, because it, it, his work rate hasn't been I any think. better when bit he's of been. Both of nah, he's, he's, when he's been playing in, in position, he, he's not been playing any better either. So. I mean, uh, like I says, uh, I I agree with you guys. It was fantastic under Rodgers, um, but for whatever reason, uh, and if you believe everything that you read in the papers and all sorts, then I uh, his head's been turned. They're trying to work for him to get a move, and it just seems like he doesn't care anymore. So I'm not too fussed with know size stays it goes, but uh, I don't want to linger on that. The, but in terms oh, of uh, guys we've got, uh, I'd be surprised if we don't have if if we get any strikers left come the end into the year. Um, Ball and goalie, would just let go. Yeah, I mean, there's not much as as we've touched on previously that the, this rebuild is going to be absolutely huge. So I think there's very little by way who is currently in the first sort of team set up at the minute uh, that might still actually be there, uh, bar, barring a, barring a couple of guys. Uh, in terms of the guys coming in on loan, um, Hendry, he gets a lot of stick online. I've seen. For Celtic fans uh, who just remember him for a couple of years, when he got a chance a couple of years ago and wasn't up to the task at the time, uh, people can change in a couple of years. And with the right development and all that, then you can progress as a player significantly. Uh, and we've seen it happen with many people. So the fact that he's went over to Belgium, which by all accounts uh, is a better standard than the Scottish Premiership, let's no, let's no kill ourselves. Um, and as a defender, uh, at one of the teams that wouldn't be regarded as one of the top teams in the league, to be co- to be voted player of the year is quite an achievement, and I think that's something that he obviously he's worked for. Um, and that video that's came out where uh, mm-hmm. in relation to that the goal they conceded or whatever the case was, uh, the passion in him, like you can see, it meant a lot. To, like he cares, and I think having that kind of presence about the dressing room is something I think that we've no had and that we've missed. I can't see any player in that Celtic jersey, the new Baron, maybe Ayer Brown. Being that passionate about the silly goals we're conceding because God knows there's been a lot of them, and we've not had any guys on the back post. But Henry seems to like to cover, so I think having he's quite a big lad, he's obviously developed, so I think he's somebody that we should actually look at. Um, and could put, essentially cement himself in the first team uh, with Julian, who I think will be there. And then you've got other, other young guys, you I'm hoping that we can keep, like, say, Dembele. Um, Luca Connell coming in deserves a chance. Um, Barry Coffee it, it could be an option in terms of striking uh, or at least a backup because we've no goal. I, like I say I'm surprised if we'll have anybody at the club. So uh, and but again he 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 seems to be doing well and scoring goals and, and he was highly touted prior to that move anyway. So uh, I think we've got a lot of good talent in the youth side. You Henderson as well. Um,
2: Aye. Uh, I, I rate him, by the way, a lot. Mm-hmm. I forgot about him and he's a, he's a very good player. Every time I've seen him, I've been impressed by him. He's I'm definitely, a well, place at, definitely a place uh, at Parkhead for him, like, totally.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, again, this is another thing where these guys, although we sort of grudge them no getting game time with us, getting them out on loan to some of these clubs is great for their development. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to benefit us greatly, some of these guys that have been away, maybe you not know, being playing a part in the squad this year, but the fact that they've been away playing regular football and, and doing well uh, and developing uh, is going to benefit us, which I think we should be uh, taking a good look at. Um, but I, 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 I'm i pretty much in agreement with Ryan Ross. Yeah, I should mean... Just
1: uh, to, sorry, Stephen. Just to touch on your Jack Henry one there, John, as well. Like, in that video, like, it sounds stupid, but he seemed to understand his role within the team and that, what position he was meant to be in, what exactly. position others were in. So, mm-hmm. I mean, pulling up I other guys. I pulling up other guys and like got the bottle to do that. And that's what I mean. It's, it's like when the, you see when you actually see the replay of the goal, it's like he's bang on. Everything he says, he was where he was, it was nothing to do with him. It was nothing to do with him and that. So it was kind of bang on. But he was
3: written right into easy and teammates. And if, uh, if it was deserved, then you need that passion. And I think that's <coughs> something we've missed. Uh, and it this shows leadership as well. And uh, that, that's just, that's a of somebody who you want. That's somebody you want in a dressing room. So if we had somebody like that this season, um, in, our, in our dressing room who because we've conceded a lot of goals for set pieces and uh, no marking that back post we, we can all see it's something that needs to be addressed, it never seems to get done and I, you look at that Celtic team and their heats are just doing I can't see, Ayer's the only one I ever see that really gets animated and try to fire people up mm-hmm. you could say the same for Brown as a captain as well but I, I don't think we've heard anybody like that in the dressing no. room and I'm not saying that he's going to be this guy when he comes back but no. it's good to see that this is the kind yeah, of. He's fight. got that in him. Ah, oh, he yeah. it in him, and he obviously he's developed great as a player because you don't just win play of the year and uh, in, in a league like that for mm. for being even half decent. So he's obviously done something. I've not uh, watched any of the games. I don't know, but he's he's obviously done enough to to merit it. So uh, as I say, is that that's the kind of thing that benefits us, and we have been we've been absolutely dying to get another big centre half in. So he could be the guy to lead the line uh, oh, no lead yeah. the line but you know what I mean like to, to strengthen that back line uh, with Julian I think mm. we should definitely be keeping our eyes on it
0: yeah also I mean, Steve that... you
1: touched your captain since as, as I forgot that but I would I would uh, get to Dumple. I'd get to David Dumple the captaincy
0: mm-hmm.
1: I, 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 I I'd strive that in that a few, position
3: a few weeks ago as well when we uh, talked about potential captaincies once it was announced that Scott was leaving uh, uh, I'm pretty sure we'd, we'd, we'd mentioned uh, McGregor i and I agree well, like, uh, with Julian.
2: I like, I like the idea of Julian. To be honest, I like, I like your captain to lead for the back. I know Brown. is I got midfielder, and it worked. But I, I do like because they see the whole game in front of them. If you like, yeah, aye. Uh, but aye. I, I mean, I wouldn't, yeah. be, I wouldn't say naughty tumble, but I don't know if it's maybe slightly for- too soon for him. For, for me, now I, I would say no to the
0: David Turnbull being captain because he's only in the team six months and it may be a bit too much pressure for him to handle yeah. it in an early stage. I don't think that matters. Group. And I think it's a mating but, end player I'm as a... well
3: because if, you, if, he, if you're able to say to him, we're going to take, you've got to trust you with the captain saying he's willing to take it on, then it, I don't think it matters. doesn't matter how long you've been at the club. You've either got leadership qualities or. I've got known. it. You have no. I get that.
0: Yeah. But for me as well, I, c- I can confirm that. Jack Henry is a big fella I got my picture took with him at the Celtic Festival. <laughs> and he he dwarfed me like I'm six foot one, but the size of him width and uh, is, he's he, is he no
3: like six four or six five or something? Yeah, it, he's I? I, uh, yeah, he's quite tall. He's, like, he's a big it, baddie, like and he's it's he's a good he's, he's, looking obviously, body. Uh, he's filled out a bit, man, and you need that. You need a comp- we've long, long missed since well, I think the last guy we had really like that. I mean, all respect to Julian, but Van Dyke was um. the last sort of big commanding centre half that we had. And we've missed it drastically. We've seriously missed it this year.
0: Yeah. But coming back to your point, John, I have to be a bit. I, I'm going to disagree with you on a few points because I personally don't believe that the Bells of League is a bigger standard than the SPL. Probably off par, I would agree, yeah. But I don't think it's massively better. I think it's the same. So I, cannot, no, I can see. Been... Well, that's your point. I'm on mine. I can see Jack Hendry <laughs> is, is developing as a player and. He, he is coming along, and he got full of the best player in terms of all the sessions within the Belgian League, which is fantastic. I'm going to throw a, a curveball in here. I'm going to come to you, Ross, first. We've mentioned a uh, bowling goalie. Now, okay. <coughs> I know what he did was wrong, and he didn't tell the club where he was, and therefore led the Sally being punished and that player being sent away. the way. But by all accounts, he's played Champions League football this season. He's played in top play fo- fl- flight football in the Turkish League, which is a good standard as well. Why? Why couldn't he come back? I know I know is the the support is fractured when it comes to uh, Gully rightly so as well. Me, I'm fifty fifty on him too. But do you not think why Greg Taylor is a minute would need another left back anyway? So if a new coach come in and got the best out of Bali, would that not be something to be worth exploring?
2: Um, no, I don't know. For me, I think what he done was unforgivable. Uh, he just it was total disregard to the team, uh, and it. it it pretty much set the tone for the whole season after that, uh, no, I, I wouldn't have him back at the club, no and well I, yourself, I think, right? I think, sorry but I think he, in the time he did play there, I think he only had one performance where I would have said, ah, you, you look a player and it was the game at Ibrox, where we went 2-0, Johnny Hayes scored mm-hmm. the second late on, I think that was the only performance where I thought, ah, you're, a, you're a player, other than that he was no, no good enough for me but I mean Nah, I just think what he done was unforgivable.
0: Yeah, I, I I get what you mean, but again, you've seen players come back and they do make an impact. John's rightly pointed that Jack Henry's developed. He's filled out. He, he needed that loan, loan role and a uh, loan move to a club that's going to play him every week.
2: I, I I mean, not didn't he I'm, piss off the Spain during the pandemic? <laughs> Aye, <laughs> but, again,
0: but again, we've seen, we've seen celebrities make their mistakes. We've seen politicians make them same mistakes. We've seen certain football clubs make their mistakes and not be punished. So, Francis... Why can't, if Bally comes back and performs, would the Celtic fans not accept him, just going back to that mistake he made before that game versus Kilmarnock? I think,
1: I don't know if I'd say a big majority, but I think a strong majority would. Because as football fans, we're fickle, aren't we? It's, if the team's winning, we're, we sometimes forget what players have done. I don't really care what they've done, really, and how that. So, personally, I don't see a future for them because just. I'm not going to sit and pretend I've paid attention to the Turkish League and stuff, so I don't don't know if he's been playing well. But if he's playing every, like sort of nil every week, then <laughs> it's going to be good for him. But personally, I don't see a future for him. But to answer your question, yeah, there's no reason why he can't come back under a new manager. The new manager might fancy him. If, if he has a good pre-season, then if, but if he does start well and start playing well, I think I think fans not not to a man they'll forgive him. But some folk will just choose to let it slip if you like and just. Choose to forget about it because it's what we are as football fans. We are, as I said, we're fickle. We'll, we'll kind of forgive and forget, if you like, or choose to forget if they're
0: performing. We yeah. have to remember as well, he was signed for something like £3 million, wasn't he, from Rapid Vienna? Yeah. So there, there was a bit about him when he was playing Europa League football, playing in a good standard. I think they play in mm-hmm. the Austrian mm-hmm. League, if I'm, if I'm right about that. But I mean, John, come to yourself, do you see a future for Ball and Gully at Celtic?
3: Nah. I mean, I. If he actually, uh, and I, think, I I believe that, uh, despite the league that he's playing in, he's barely played, uh, as my understanding. And when he was at our club, uh, he didn't look like he was at his depth. It was a completely different uh, pace and everything else to, the, to what he was used to uh, in Austria or whatever it was we got him for. And these, he, like I say, he, he wasn't. He didn't look up to the par before the loan. Uh, he then made that mistake, which ultimately seemed to be one of the cornerstones of this season. Uh, well, the toppling, uh, the, the beginnings of it all. Uh, and um, I just don't think him coming back, barely playing in Turkey, coming back to this league uh, and having no adapt. And how big next season is is taking even taking that chance. Just trying, if you can recoup some for from, him or just let him go. <coughs>
0: Aye, but I mean, I said it. Me personally, I'm fifty-fifty because I think Francis is right. When fans are fickle, and you ha- you have to, his fans do for they don't forgive, but they do sometimes let things slide. And I I personally believe that we're going to be short in the left back area, and it may be something Celtic are looking at to maybe cut a cost and not sign a player to strengthen that area in terms of having Taylor and Gully as it was planned originally underneath Lennon. So. I don't know. I, I'm going to throw myself out there, saying fifty-fifty on him. I do get what he done was unforgivable, but again, we've seen loads of people do COVID breaches, politicians, celebrities, football clubs as well, and ourselves. But we had honest going to Dubai as a team. We we'd done that, so I think we're well, the Dubai trip wasn't illegal. Well, I know, but uh, I mean, in, in terms of in terms of reading the room and stuff, it, it was a yeah. shambles. I mean, we can yeah. all admit that. I yeah. um, would maybe I be in think... agreement with you, Stephen,
3: in terms of the 50-50 and giving him a chance. If if when. A, when he was at Celtic, he looked half decent. Uh, but even if he went away to Turkey and he was playing regularly and and, and was making a good account, he sell then, I all right, maybe give him a chance. But he didn't look decent in a Celtic jersey at all. And since he's went to Turkey, he's you can count in one hand how many games he's played. So, I mean, and, and given as I says that how, how big next season is in itself, do you want to take that chance on relying <coughs> on him or do you want to just forget about it, move on, and then just try and strengthen, because yeah. that's what I think we should no, be doing.
0: No, I get you 100%, and hearing it do we you agree with you, it kind of gave me a shot, it was like, what? No, <laughs> no, but like, I, f- I think uh, Ball and Gully is, I mean, <laughs> Ball and Gully is an issue is, in terms of the Celtic fans, would need to come to terms with if he was in the squad, I'm just coming from a merely financial perspective as well, if the Celtic board are looking at putting their funds in other areas, like the striking department, which would be four short if all the strikers leave, and we all know that Lee Griffiths might be going to the end of his contract. Edward's probably going. 90% would say he's going. And then Kamala just left. And then Yeti, who, I mean, we all want them to do well, but he just doesn't show up when he's on the pitch. But moving on. So there, there's two games left until the end of the season. The next one being Beasley Johnson. I think it's next Wednesday. I don't think we're playing this weekend, so that's that will be on, on the Wednesday. And I didn't know this, but the, Queen, the Queen's Park season's ended, so Luke Connell will be back at Celtic. Um, do you think, I don't know the ins and outs of this in terms of how many clubs they can play for, but I think it's up to three clubs in a season, one loan club or whatever it is. But coming to yourself, John, first, is these games the time just to be like, we've seen Shane Duffy go, and personally I'd be hoping for more, more loan days to be cut short in, in, in the coming days, but again, that probably won't happen. But do you think it's just now, and we've been saying it for weeks, just the time to give the youth and the people who's going to be there their chance?
3: Absolutely. 100%. I, I think that's exactly what we should be doing. Uh, you've got he hot to play for at the minute um, and maybe unlike the, the game against them uh, last week uh, last weekend um, there's, there's just there's n- nothing to play for, absolutely nothing and you can't even say at this stage if somebody was to come out and say oh we're still playing for pride I'd want to slap somebody because <laughs> that would be a ridiculous statement to make but so I no 100% I'd be keen use a try um, I was just trying to think there while we were talking about uh, we were talking about left backs. Who who is that left back? Did we know Bencham a couple of oh, things Adam this Montgomery.
0: Season? Adam Montgomery.
3: Was there no somebody else? Church or something? Pass. I don't know. I would I would There's I would there. look straight to your reserves and your 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 youth team and then just saying, uh right, give these boys a game. Give these boys a game. why no?
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean the whole plan for Pride thing's fucking out the window now, isn't it, boys? It's totally oh, it's totally, oh, it's totally aye, gone. Aye, yeah, as John said, you you does feel like Crowley kicking someone if they said that, but I mean, coming to yourself, Francis here, in terms of the games left, now I'm trying to be positive. We said this is going to be a positive, positive podcast. <laughs> Hopefully, it comes across as less negative than it usually is. But in terms of the the games coming up, now John's right when he says, look at the reserves, look at look at the the youth team to see what's in there. I was coming back to the the Derby game on Sunday. I was absolutely shocked that Dembele was just dropping the squad altogether. And this guy has been touted as the wonder kid, the, the new up-and-coming star. He's been in everyone's mouth since he was 13 years old in terms of his name. And I think the, the contract situation is a bit up air because people are saying he has another year left and people are saying it's, it's over this season. But surely these two games coming up, Francis, are vital okay. in terms of keeping these young players interested in the Celtic knowing they're going to get a chance offensively going into next season.
1: hundred percent, Stephen, to steal your, steal your thing. <laughs> um, I, would, I, I wouldn't I would be surprised if Dembele's in the team the next two games I honestly wouldn't be surprised but like, why did Kennedy not make these changes when he got the job I'm not saying he had to bring all the youth players in then but just as we've spoke about it's just been much the same set up the same team he's just done nothing different so do I think he'll do something I That I actually think he will because like John touched on we can't make the season any worse by playing youth players we can't make it any better, but we can't make it any worse. So it's it's dead, as I said, it's dead rubbers. They have been for a few weeks and he's not done it, but surely he'll play some of the French players and some of the youth. Maybe even Chuck Barkas. I feel like me and you go on this every week and say that. Like, <laughs> and then just chuck him in because I don't know not <laughs> But surely it's just, it's, it's pressure free. Just see if he's got anything about him. It's pressure free. Then I'm we'll not saying anything, that. I know, but. <laughs> I'm not saying we need to bring in 11 youth players, but surely surely can bring in three or four each game as starters and then just have it in his head that he'll bring on two or three subs. Even if yeah. that's taking off a couple of the boys, like you swap three youth players for three youth players, just each game you're maybe chucking in about roughly about eight, eight guys, maybe get a shout and that. It's only, it's only two games and like I say, is it really going to make the season any worse? It can't. It can't no. make the season any worse doing this. And I it's free hats for the laddies just to see, just go, just go and express yourself because it's normally it's the dumb thing to play your youth when games are a wee bit dead rubbers at the end of the season stuff. Generally, you're doing that as champions over the last nine year, and it was good for the and then obviously fans win, so it was good for the good for the young laddies and good for the fans to see some of the youth players. But I just I see no no excuses why you can't make like I said, put three or four boys in. Agree and like agree to say I'll put use to a free subsidy. You've there, There's no reason, no logical reason why he's not going to do it because it's not like he's it's not like Kennedy's got to get the job. There's there's no way he can get the job, and I don't think that he believes he's got a chance at the job. So he's absolutely nothing to lose. So it's I just I wouldn't understand him not doing it, and I don't know why he can't, why the reason he can't do it.
0: I think it comes back to the, the topic we talked about on Tuesday, that Kennedy has no balls about him, he's no no fight or no passion or no drive to do something his own way, it's like a just a copy version of what Lenny was doing before him but Ross, come to yourself, we do know one player will probably start against the John be Scott-Brown because this has been as labelled as farewell um, game departing from Sally Football Club in terms of the last home game and obviously the fans and stuff are going to do some like, I was going to say reefster, that's the totally wrong word, but like flags and all that type of thing to appreciate Scott Brown but in terms of around him in that game I like was seeing uh, as as John rightly said that Ryan Kent ran circles around him and stuff and he, he just was not not in the game at all but coming into the game against the Johnson, as Francis pointed to surely you could throw the likes of <sighs> Oko Flex and ballet, Maggie Johnson. and if he stays fit this week fingers crossed but the, the, these player, these players have to get the chance in the last two games surely
2: Aye, I, I mean it's it's well overdue. I mean, aside for the, the two Rangers games, you would have hoped that he would have tried to blood some of the youngsters just to see what they were about. But at this point, now with two games left, he's never done it yet. So I would be surprised if he did do it. I, I don't know why he wouldn't do it, but I would be surprised if he did now. I don't. I don't think he'll change at this late stage. He's only got two games to go. But, uh, I mean, uh, like you is, uh, I hope that he does. I would like to get a closer look at guys like uh, Okoflex. I mean, he he came in uh, when we had a bit of a decimated team after the the Dubai fiasco. Uh, He didn't look too great. But, I mean, again, we go back to it. If he'd maybe had four or five games, a wee bit of a run in the team just to build a bit of momentum. uh, but like seeing him for like half a game or whatever, it's it, you can't. It's no fair to judge somebody on that, and it's it's no fair on the guy to try and make a stake a claim if you like because he's only he's not getting enough time to impress. But I, I mean, I, I would like to see all these guys getting a wee shot at it. But I, I really don't think any will change in these last two games. I think he'll just go for the we we use that term tried and trusted but it doesn't it's <laughs> not really applicable this season but uh, aye I think he'll just go for the, the names if you like the household names Just to put you on the spot a wee bit Ross I know you hate me uh-huh. doing this but
0: in particular, in, <laughs> in, in, in terms of youth or friends players who would you like to see on the pitch I know the
2: obvious one is Dembele but who else would you like to see Well obviously I've I've touched on Okoflex there Um I'm no I'm no uh, I am not an avid watcher of the youth to be honest with you. Uh, so uh, I couldn't even rhyme off many. Um but I uh, certainly Ocoflex, Dembele, uh, I would absolutely like to see him we've already touched on him in about the last seven hundred and sixty eight podcasts. Um <laughs> We've we've been Celtic fans have been screaming for to get him into the team for to see what he's like for ages, and it's just not happened. Why it's not happened? We'll never know. But ah, uh, i just anybody, just anybody to see what they're like to see what they've got to offer to see if they can stake a claim for next season. Um, but I mean, two games now to try and stake a claim for next season is. And it's unfair on the youth to an extent as well, which is why I think probably he'll just go with the the usual
0: suspects. Yeah, I think I think you're right in, in, in terms of that because I don't I don't trust Kennedy to make them decisions or try and change something or change their formation or change the way he plays in the last couple of games. I think he'll do it safe and just wait for the, the the seasons to end out and he can he can walk away hopefully leave the club and that will be it. That will be us rid of John Kennedy, that's not being disrespectful or anything, but just before we move on, John, I'll do the same thing I did to Rossler. In particular, who would you like to see get a chance?
3: I don't know. Dembele, Okoflex, eh, Hazard, again. Um, I don't know these these other guys' seasons finish when does their loans end? Because um, if any of them are back in time, give them a game.
0: Yeah. I think we're really all in agreement as well. And one thing mm-hmm. I, I put up last night that we all seen, I think during the, the evening last night, there was the Celtic Colts and Rangers Colts are in the fans talks to join the, the Lowland League. It's went from the league to Scotland down and to the Lowland League. But I think personally, any competitive football for the youth is a win-win situation because the reserve league was scrapped, and it, I still can't gather why. I know clubs couldn't afford it and things, but I mean, they put out a reserve team. There's clubs over here, amateur clubs, to put out reserve teams. No bother. B and C teams and stuff, so I don't understand what, why it was scrapped. But come to yourself, John. Surely the legs of the Celtic Colts in the Lola League is only a good thing.
3: I mean, yeah, it's regular football for them. Um, I mean, your only real question is, is it competitive enough? Um, that's no slight on any teams in the, the Island League, but I mean, I don't know too much about them, to be perfectly honest. But... Uh, I. As long as they're getting regular football uh, and, and it's competitive to a degree, then it's a good thing.
0: Yeah, it's a, It has to be a source as well for the coming seasons in terms of our, our youth academy to produce players. I mean, it's been ages since we produced a, a young striker, Jack Aitchison, the youngest ever Celtic goal scorer that's kind of went out of Celtic. Do you know what I mean? And he, he, was, he, he had big hype and stuff and it was unfortunate that he left. I mean, many fans wanted him to get that chance. And then you've got, going through the whole team, you're missing the likes of the McGeady's, the Tierney's, the Sean Maloney's, just to name a few, Like came from the, the reserve team, Ross, and surely any competitive football, regardless, I know standard, yeah, but you've got the likes of Kelty Hearts, and all that league, managed by Barry Ferguson, they're pumping all sorts of money, into their playing squad, so, it must be of some standard.
2: Aye, I mean, I I think, uh, I can't see many negatives to it, Uh, like you said, any competitive football, is is good football, Uh, um, I, I would, I would say that it would definitely help with uh, their development. Uh, I mean, certainly toughen them up playing against proper men. Um, I mean, uh, also, I mean, not only like Celtic and Rangers Colts, but it would be beneficial for that division as well. It would uh, bring a lot more attention to them. Uh, and it would, uh, I mean, and probably when Celtic and Rangers are in town, it would drive up their crowds, which would then boost the coffers of the clubs. And then, I mean, economically as well, it would probably be good for the towns. Um, so, I mean, not only would it be good for our youth, it would be good for that division. Uh, I, I can't really see many pitfalls in uh, it. And if there is any, uh, I would say that the pros they surely far, far way out, far outweigh the cons uh, Yeah, I for everyone that. considered. Um, but I mean, am I writing? Am I writing thinking that it's it's only for one season? Yeah, one I season. Is, I think it's a yeah. trial
3: that they're they're yeah. proposing,
2: right? So it's aye. Well, I mean, surely after the trial, that will be like more be a permanent arrangement because I can't see how how anything. I can't think of any. That falls to that whatsoever for all parties.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm glad you actually brought up the financial aspect because it's been reported that Celtic are going to be paying, and Rangers, of course, are going to be paying 25,000 each club in the, in the Lowland League. So there's a, a financial uh, aspect to it for them. And as you said, the tendencies will be boosted. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Because there'll be people living around them cities and them boroughs and stuff that want to go and watch football and the likes of Celtic Colts playing. If they don't get the, the chance to see Celtic play on a Saturday, they can watch the reserve team playing as well. Many people love to do that. They say keeping on the youth. I would definitely do it myself. But Francis, as Ross as Ross said, even this trial come if it gets agreed to for a year, a trial, and then if it's not working out, it doesn't work out. It doesn't happen. But surely they can't say no to a trial plus the financial incentive as well.
1: Now, so, am I right you you saying they're getting twenty five grand per club, or is it just twenty five grand to enter the league?
0: It's it's twenty. It's, unless I've read it wrong, it's twenty. It's between fifteen and twenty five thousand each club. I
1: mean. That in itself, and the loan league, surely will keep that club afloat for at least a season or two, anyway. So I think, in that sense, it's like Ross touched on and John. It's it's beneficial for everybody involved. Like like the two of the two other boys have said, it's just it's getting competitive football for the for the youth team. It's it might then. That's one thing we did speak of is the fact that there's no reserve league. Now that's maybe one of the reasons youth players aren't hanging around and maybe going away other clubs, so it might help us keep a hold of our youth players. Agreed, obviously the standard might not be brilliant, but it's getting them youth football, they're playing week in, week out, we can maybe keep an eye on them, and then it's maybe, getting them, when they're getting at the first team, they've got to be a wee bit sharper and stuff, and then like Ross touched on as well, financially for the clubs, total would totally make sense, so I, I can't see it only being a trial, I think it would go along with that and then Ross Ross also touched on like the local sort of a uh, businesses and that and Ross might actually appreciate that by having his own wee business having his own business and stuff like especially the times we've having like with this pandemic, it's some places are struggling. And then the wee cash boosting that might help them. So I I yeah. just I can't like Ross said and Ron said and yourself, I just can't see many many if any negatives to it. Some of the teams in the low League Lowland League might might be a wee bit stuck up about it because it's just it might turn into the Celtic and Rangers show hopefully it doesn't but it's it's kind of the nature of the beast it possibly will and I hope another hope with the league is we can't really just chuck players in just to get fitness in that like what you could do with reserves where you're playing like normal first team players granted I think yeah. it's only limited to about three I think I think there needs to be an age limit in it yeah but
0: they
1: can't you can maybe only go up to maybe 21 20, 21 mm-hmm. or something that you you can't be like for example, Forrest just getting back from injury and that, just going to chuck him in for a couple of weeks. Can he be? Can I be doing that? I wouldn't risk that
2: anyway. It'd get hard. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> it, was just,
1: it was just kind of just an example of saying how uh, uh, sweet yeah. stipulations. I think that would I would like to see in place. So you just want it if you're doing it for your youth. You want it to pretty much just be your youth players that are involved in it. But yeah, I guess I can't see the. I cannot see enough negatives to to say it's to to go with saying no. We shouldn't be doing it.
0: Yeah, I think you're 100% right. The perfect way to end this part of the show. I enjoyed that. They're talking about next season and the usual stuff. I mean, that's what we're passed about on the podcast. Moving on to the the Celtic team, as it stands, and I've put, put the wee title mark in. Can Celtic realistically expect the challenge on all fronts next season in terms of European Cup football and league football? We have touched upon it in other podcasts, but... The more it comes towards the close season and the start of next season, I think it's something like 72 days now to the first Champions League qualifier. So it's, it's coming. It's coming quicker than ever. Coming to yourself, John, first, we have spoken about this mm-hmm. at great length, but I just like going over it and seeing different angles and things. Do you look at the, the positions on the pitch that we might have to strengthen, players that may be coming in, players that might be leaving, and it just leads you to believe that the longer this management hold-up is coming and you're not hearing anything, it's going to be far more difficult for something the challenge on all fronts next season. I
3: definitely, and I'm still in agreement and I, I, I
0: still stand by what I said
3: before about it. It's It all comes down to the, who the manager coming in is and whether or not he gets the he, he, he's backed in order to follow these positions uh, that we're undoubtedly going to have. And uh, like I said it, it, I don't, as long as we win the league and that should be the priority uh, I could care less. Anything else is a bonus.
0: Yeah. In terms of in terms of possessions as well, right? Looking across the pets and put your, your scouting hat on a wee minute and not to say any players' names and stuff obviously, but what possessions are priority with striking possession, there's center centre defensive possession, where's how they gonna get the money from? Because as Franny said before, the, the the businesses have been hit, the pandemics literally wipe wee clubs out and small businesses out as well. So how, how is they going to get the money together unless and as and Dermot well, does put us, us Well,
3: that's it. And I think, ultimately, history. Um, we, as a club, have been fortunate enough where we've been uh, financially sound in recent years, so we're in a much healthier position than most. Um, once fans start coming back, we'll start to recoup some money. Um, and I, I think that everybody, or at least you'd like to think, everybody at that level board, Etc. And whoever they're bringing in, they'll be giving guarantees and promises eh, that they're going to be giving the funds to to recruit the players they need. Um, I fully expect that that is going to be the case um, because the board have got a lot of meeting up today, uh, and they can't afford to to scrimp and uh, shortchange fans again. Um, So they need to be doing everything they can to bring the league title back Uh, in terms of positions. We need a strength in all of the park, mate. Like a goalkeeper, definitely. <laughs> yeah. uh, so we need. I think we we need to be looking to sign a a, a great a, a, like a a great goalkeeper because uh, we've talked about it previously. They, they can they can be the difference between winning and losing solely um, the quality of your goalkeeper. Um, central defender, both left and right back positions. Uh. We really need backup for just about everywhere on the park, and definitely a striker.
2: Hmm.
0: <laughs> and, Ross, it's it's kind of it's when you think about it, it's kind of scary how big this this rebuild is going to be in terms of magnitude. Players coming, players going, and that for me is a concern. If you're bringing in a goalkeeper, a right and left back, there's three players. Then you're potentially looking at three strikers, so there's six players and wingers as well, which we're lacking in. Is another a concern that these players might take longer to gel? In terms of a squad, a cohesive unit, and obviously creating bonds with each other in terms of team and going forward and challenging them for trophies, that for me that's a concern of mine.
2: Um, I, I mean, it, it would be of course it's a concern because you never know; you can't see into the future. Um, so as it, it a concern, but I mean, if you're looking at the current squad right now, we know they haven't left. I think, as a matter of urgency, I think we need probably well no probably we definitely need a, need a goalie. I think we need a right back and a left winger. That's just with the squad right now. Um, but I mean, for if for go right for the squad and the starting eleven, uh, after we we see who goes and stuff, I think there's. There is a bit of a, a rebuild ahead. Um, I, I, I mean, I a, a listed like a goalie. I um, th- probably need a one at least one centre back, um, especially if Ayer goes. Um, I think we need a first choice right back and a backup. I think we need a first choice left back or a backup because uh, I like Taylor. Um, I think we need a backup right winger. Uh, we I mean, need a first choice left winger and a backup. We need to replace Brown because um I'm yet to be convinced by sorrow. And I think currently we need at least one quality striker. Uh, but I mean all of that is it's it's sorta of after we see who comes and who goes. Uh, but I think the the key areas on the current squad that we have before MD leaves are a goalkeeper right back and left wing first and foremost and then see who goes off the back of that. Yeah, I, th- I think a bit a bit of a rebuild is an understatement. It's, it's going to be mammoth. It's going to be absolutely
0: huge because, like we said at the top of the show, it's it's a curious game of saying he actually wants to stay at the club instead of actually wanting to play for Celtic. It's, people are looking to leave. People are actively looking to leave and their heads have been turned alone. Players are going to be going. There's big holes all over the pits and you, c- you come to that, Francis, and you're going to yourself. I said to John there about the money, but it's true. Like, if it takes Celtic over 60 days to appoint a new manager, high and the same, less manager comes in in 30, 30 or less days. Are they going to get a new squad together?
1: Eh, uh, I honestly don't know how you do that. Like, <laughs> I honestly don't know how you do that. But you, you just kind of hope that they announced manager well yesterday, day, it's just. <laughs> get it, get it done, and then you could you could move forward for their surely. Because then, if you bring, depend on who the manager is. If he's a big name, it could convince some of these players to stay. Who we want to stay is so a different. But it could convince some players that their future maybe lies at Celtic. Guys that may be coming back fail, loan spells, like we say, of could get a second chance. So that could obviously free up some cash. But yeah, it's just I, honestly. I don't know how you do it Like I think this, We will have money like John touched on Financially we are sound, But we are in a different market like, Well we're normally in a different market anyway But I think just clubs in general We've got to be dealing in a different market I don't think there's got to be many big transfers Simply because of the pandemic I don't see how clubs can go out and spend 60, 70, 80 million maybe on players and that. I just I don't see how they can actually do it, justify it to their fans and stuff. But So I think we Obviously we're not going to do anything close to that. I would exactly. be surprised, I would expect us to maybe spend around about maybe 20 million potentially. I don't, I would be surprised if it goes up above that. But I think we'll need to utilize the loan market again, which is no idea. You're maybe just bringing guys in for a year that are not committed. But I think if the rebuild turns out to be as big as like we think it's because. I had the only difference I had for us was an extra striker. I had everything have written mm-hmm. down there. What he had like with sorrow, wingers and stuff like that. Defenders are just I, th- I think it was just so you're gonna need it's gotta take a lot of money, especially when your striker I I I think will will maybe take a big bulk of the transfer the transfer fee and as much as like we say about Barkas uh, me and you Stephen try to uh, talk him up, I think you've got to need a keeper and you're not gonna pick a decent keeper up for a couple million either. So I think they two positions might take a bulkier transfer fee up. So we've always I um, we have always utilised the loan market. I think we're gonna to have to be a wee bit a wee bit try something a wee bit special with and be cheeky with it this year as well again.
2: And <laughs> by the way, see see all the, the players that well, the positions, if you like, that me and Franny have sorta of listed. I, I don't think that ye you, you, that overhaul Happens in, in one window. Nah, I don't think it can. I, I, I don't think it can. It's that's that's uh, it's two or three like. windows. It's two or three look windows. There, but look, there, Ross. I don't think. <laughs> I, but I think the key ones are goalkeeper, right back, left winger, probably a striker, possibly a centre half if Ayer goes away. But then you've got Hendry coming back in. Can he? Is he up? You don't know if he's up to the task. He could be. Uh, it's a lot of ifs and buts, but I mean, when we can't see into the future, it's difficult to, you're just, you're sort of guessing, it's difficult to be definitive. But uh, I what's, think what is doesn't mean I refuse to say that word. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a wide vocabulary range and I've just been ripped for it.
0: <laughs> I know how you feel, Ross, I know how you feel. <laughs> but couple of it's all ifs and buts. Nice plug for the next section of the the program, Ross, for, for play for that. But yeah. if it's if it's a bit part, right? You're saying I'll come to yourself, John. For this. Ross made a good point. They're saying this overall can happen. Overall, like a one window type scenario in terms of all these players coming in. But you have to think about it wider than that. If if we lose all our best players in terms in terms of Ier, Eddie. And then you can't rely on Forrest to be fit all season in terms of right wing position. Maggie Johnson as well, we've touched upon him a great deal in the last couple of weeks. But for me, it's urgent that we sign the players of quality we need get into this season instead of waiting until January to get the other players need in.
3: No, I mean, yes, right. Normally, uh, when you're when you're looking at rebuilding and, and stuff like that, it, you're not in a position to be in. And it, it is a job that can take two or three windows. But we're no the likelihood is, is we're not going to be in a position or the luxury where we'll go at that time. So, st- stuff has to be done quickly. Um, and, and I suspect it, it would be. But again, as Ross says, we don't know where we're actually going to be in terms of players leaving because, as it says, I says, I'm firmly in the belief that uh, how is it is going to be announced, uh, it's just a matter of when. I, I think he's a perfect guy to come in and speak to these guys and convince them to stay because there's like higher... Uh, and Chan might still have a role... Um, uh as was touched on earlier so i mean it, the the it's still a, it's still a big job don't get me wrong uh, and the rebuild is still going to take uh, we're still going to need to spend a bit of money and we're still going to need to bring in a lot of players but it might not be as big a job as as we're making if we're getting the right guy in and he's able to talk to these guys uh sort of tell them what his plans are uh and sort of give them assurances and Aye, I, I, it's difficult to say. Like I say, we we can only just guess at the minute.
0: It's all it's all conjecture, isn't
2: it? Yeah. <laughs> it <laughs> certainly, <laughs> is Stephen. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but if if we look at if we go onto the the Celtic board at the moment, right, and after the social media blackout, loads of fans were convinced that something was going to come out, something at least was going to be said. I think John Paul Taylor, the Celtic liaison, liaison officer, expected something to be said. In terms of at least a short term vision, so to speak, I've seen him comment on Twitter that was yesterday. So I think he meant today, and that still hasn't happened. And you you look at it as if like as the board backed themselves into this much of a corner that they're just they just don't care anymore. Francis, is that way it's coming to you? Well, I
1: wouldn't say I wouldn't say that. I mean, I did read an article as well that I mean I don't know how true it is that the board and I know we've got to touch on Dominic, I have had meetings with Celtic supporters groups and it's so, why are these supporters groups not reading, uh, giving out this information and what's happening in these meetings? Is it just simply they're not asking the, the questions that the fans want to hear because they're maybe in a privileged position getting to have these various sort of meetings so they're not wanting to really rock the boat if you like? I mean I think the Celtic Trust are releasing stuff that they've had meetings but I don't, as I say, I don't know how true these meetings are, but to kind of talk about the ball, I think the silence a wee bit is they've just got to get badgered about the manager, which is, I think we can all agree, is fair. They've got to get yeah. badgered about the manager, but they might not actually hear it concrete. Like, like we say, I think, well, apart for yourself, Stephen, we, we think it is Eddie Howe because there seems to be too much in it for it not to be him, but they probably not want to come out and say, ah, it's Eddie Howe, it's not quite out of the line yet, but we're confident because... Things can change. Things can change and I agree the longer it's, the longer it doesn't happen a new manager comes in and say it is either how the longer that does happen then there's more and more chance of something potentially happening to stop the deal. So, maybe they've just got to sit there just thinking, well, we'll back ourselves into a corner maybe a wee bit but as well as just continue to be silent until we know it's set in stone there's nothing can stop the deal because, it would look really, really bad if they come out and goes as Eddie Howe. Then we just we kind well, of get we're not going to quite line yet, but it'll be Eddie Howe. Don't you worry, and then it doesn't happen. Uh. So it it, it it won't look good. But I appreciate the longer that they stay silent, it doesn't help as well, especially to touch back on the rebuild and that. So yeah, it's just and then again they kind of come out and just go, be patient. <laughs> we're just we're being patient. To be fair, we're being patient. But it's maybe if they're sitting there just thinking, going. We've nearly got it of the line. We've nearly got it of the line. They probably they're probably sit in their cell. You, well, you'd like to think they're sitting in their cell saying, This is taking longer than we really expected. Uh, it's Obviously, the fans are getting disgruntled about it, rightly so and stuff. We can't really come out and ask them to be patient because what is it, been? eight, nine, well, possibly nine weeks now since Lennon was away. So I, I think if they came out and said, Be patient, it's just got to kill them. Absolutely kill yeah. them because. Like they maybe just do want us to be patient, but it goes to the old saying: "No news is good news." Sometimes,
0: <laughs> if, if, if you come to it as well, like you look at us, right, as, as a group in a, in the group chatting on the podcast, we argue constantly about what we think is going to happen with Enniscorthy Football Club, and that's because there's been no direction from the actual people who run the club, like the board. Yeah. And I think the biggest frustration, Ross, for me anyway, and come as a Celtic fan, this has been dragging on for 60 days now since Lennon-Dev Poster was sacked from post, and then before that they should have known the season was going up and was just going tits up and there was a graphic going around social media there within the last couple of days saying about how long this took certain clubs to employ new managers, so RB Leipzig was four days or something, Bayern Munich was two days and Aberdeen was 16 days, Roma was three hours and at the bottom of that list <laughs> Celtic was like 65 days in counting and that's the, that's the biggest frustration for me anyway that it's been 65 days of no, apart from a Desmond statement that was just, again, was just kind of shit. That uh, sit down and shut up and you'll take what you're given, so to speak. I just don't understand why people can still trust the Celtic board to do the right thing.
2: But not not every single deal is the same. Um, but this is Celtic, anyhow, this is not like getting Pep Guardiola, do you know what I mean? It's, no, it's... I know, I know. But then you you look at Leipzig, I mean, the manager they brought in was basically a the other Red Bull Club, so that yeah, would have been Jesse, easy. Jesse easy Mors, yeah, yeah. Right, but that would have been an easy deal to get over the line. Uh, you look at Roma; they've obviously got the Italian league uh, as like a carrot, uh, and it's Jose Mourinho again. To me, he's he's not back into football. It's quite an easy deal to get over the line. Uh, I'm not saying I'm not saying that Celtic have done. I'm happy with how the speed that Celtic have done this, but I don't think that you can compare any one deal to another because there's loads of different variables that we don't know about uh, to, each, to each deal. So uh, I tend to no look at things like that because Celtic. I don't compare Celtic to Roma because Roma are in a far more privileged position. As regards to their league and stuff, and who they can attract, and uh, it's it's just a lot easier, I think, for a team like Roma to get a manager, and especially when that they're, they're able to attract the the LK Mourinho. Um, so no, I, I don't look at things like that to be honest. Yeah,
0: but I mean, right?
2: You look at this, right? I come to yourself, John.
0: I know you're an Eddie Howe, you're an How fan, as everyone else in the group. I am too, <laughs> just to make it people aware. But sixty-five thousand counting this board. Now, Ross, again, I'm not saying the board need to come out and say it is him, but at least say that they're interviewing or they've got someone in mind. It's just a matter of, as John says, when, not if. And you're looking at the likes of Roma. And again, I don't buy that narrative, Ross. I'd have to disagree with you there that you don't compare Celtic to Roma. For me, Celtic are on, maybe not league terms, but on comparison with Roma in terms of size, in terms of fan base and stuff and history. So I don't buy that narrative. You look at like at Aberdeen. They, they got a manager from America, including quarantine ten days, and it's still they got him in sixteen days. So and so that you are still ruffling around, seeing who they're getting. So, John, coming to yourself, would you expect something this week by now, or even a snippet of a statement, a press release, anything at all? I was expecting saw so him on Tuesday,
3: and it yeah. didn't happen. as we all were. Yeah. And I've been, I've been, I've been waiting up every morning, and I've been checking uh, everywhere I can to see if there is any word, data, any news. Uh, and there'll still be nothing, uh, the more will be the same, it's not going to be any different, I'll check again, um, because I'm just waiting, like I said, it's just a matter of when. Um, I it would be ideal, and we've, we've went over this a million times now, um, it would be ideal for the board, it, no it is, but I mean, w- yeah. what can we, ultimately, we can't do nothing about it, board and the arch, they, they clearly not listening to the fans, because this has been everywhere's reported this, not just this podcast. There's plenty of other podcasts talking about it. Various other sort of Celtic related media outlets and everything else are touching on the exact same thing. And clearly, the board aren't they listening or they don't care. I, it's ideal, ideally, they would come out and they'd give some anything just to let us know where it is. The names we've said this before, it doesn't have to be a name. Um, even if they could turn around and say, oh, a manager's going to be announced on a particular date. Just we've got something to look forward to. Even if they could turn round and say, like you said, that we've interviewed people uh, and they're doing other sort of due diligence or whatever else. Anything at all, the, the, the silence has been deafening and that that's ultimately been the most frustrating thing. Um, I just briefly want to touch on what Ross said as well. Uh, Roma and the, the, they, Fonseca has been on a sort of shookly peg with Roma for quite some time. And as soon as he was released, guess who he was linked with?
0: yeah us Yeah, same aye there. exactly us. and
3: I said that as well every single manager in the game at any sort of level a half decent reputation is going to be linked and I I, I agree with you Stephen I, I feel uh, in terms of stature in terms of fan base in terms of history we are a bigger club than Walmart, I don't think that's in, any uh, no, uh, uh, I no, don't I think you can say that Ross, Ross They're playing the they a better league Aye. And I'm just about to defend what you were saying right. Ross right. Aye, okay. Because <laughs> The Italian league is One of the top leagues in the world There's no question yet. Roma are whether, Despite their stature In comparison to ourselves Are still a massive club They make might underperform this year But they're still a big name And financially The, the financial gap between us and them The golf is massive uh, so they have the ability to approach a Marino and offer him the money he's probably getting, uh, which will no doubt be in a couple of hundreds of thousands a week. And he'll be getting promised a transfer budget that will be in triple digits, millions. So, I mean, we can't, we can't compare the two, right? And, and like I say, uh, every, every single manager that's been linked with us, be it Jesse Marsh, be it Marino, anybody at all whose name has been released in the press, all we can do is speculate, and mm-hmm. 99% of them are shite. They're, they're fabricated by the mainstream media in order that. generate stories, and I would I would, I would take it all the way up of salt. So there's been very few names linked where there's actually been uh, where you could actually say there might be something in this. Roy Keane, Eddie Howe, uh, probably the only a couple.
0: Two.
3: Of, sorry,
1: that's probably the only two that you could actually put. Your, I, the, the, say put the, the,
3: your weight behind, but put your weight behind the actual story it being true. Aye, like you say, there's a, there's an old saying, there's no smoke without fire, right? Mm-hmm. And they're the only two where there's been any sort of re- real respected and outlet, n- namely Sky Sports, in terms of uh, releasing news who have touched on Celtic's managerial thing, and it's been keen and how. Uh, and like you say, there's far too much going about the new. Uh, there's all that stuff about agreement in principle which sort of leads you to believe that maybe Howe's got some other sort of contractual obligations whereby he can't sign officially until a particular date which might be the reason for I'm not being announced yet uh, but I, I, I'm just praying and it might be a wee bit naive of me but um, and, and just to make this perfectly clear as well I, I'm by no accounts am I actually defending the boat here but because well first and foremost this season and the way the club's being run at the minute is an absolute joke it's it's worse i'd say than amateur but (laughs) i'm hoping and i'm praying that they're doing everything they can behind the scenes to get everything in place so that we can make a start next year
0: Yeah. Well, you know you know my opinion. on This I'm not going to into it again. Um, <laughs> no. I'm not so confident. You can go back to other podcasts. I, I said all the time, but if we, if we look at, at Dominic McKay before we finish the show, just briefly, like he came in um early um the shadow basically Peter Law until late, until when Peter Law was leaving in June, and he's been in the building now I think a week and a half, two weeks maybe. do the days are just going so fast I can't even keep track. But he's he was the the master of fan engagement and, and the, the Scottish rugby side of things, getting fans involved. Do you know what I mean? All that, and so far, Francis. I know he's only in at the moment, but as a, a shadow to Peter Law. But again, he's still in the building as an employee. I was expecting at least him saying he's delighted to be joining Celtic, and this is his plan. Blah blah blah. Like a couple of bullet points, and then again in the summer when Law leaves, you hear something more from him. But with this heard nothing. Do you think the board is telling people that not? It's going to sound like thing, but. To be quiet and not not come out and say anything in terms of what they're doing at sad like are their plans at the moment
1: i suppose you could you'd say that and because obviously he's not you would think they would have been put in front of the media just to touch on like what you just touched on and says i'm um, here this is a plan blah 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 just your your scripted sort of a welcome speech if you like so i'm, I'm surprised he's not done that but in the same token He's, he doesn't actually officially start his role. I know he's in the building now. I was, like sort of on people all, but he doesn't actually officially start to the 1st of July. So should we expect anything in film? Because, again, yeah. he's got to be getting asked questions that, in all respect, are not his to be answered just now. It's, I appreciate he's got to be taking on that position, but as it stands, well. as it stands, it's no his job to be answering who the manager's got to be, who's this got to be, where's, what's happening next season. It's, it should be... It, I appreciate it's got to be him next season, but it's not his job now. So yeah, probably is getting kept away from the media, just for his own. Well, can I don't know the word of it, but it is I, I do believe he's getting kept away. But I've no real issue with Dominic McKay not coming out. Like, I so I, I would have liked a wee sort of a the wee scripted welcome speech, but the fact that he's not officially taken over his role as CEO, I've I've absolutely zero issue with Dominic McKay not. Saying anything about the club going forward, if you like, as it stands, yeah,
3: yeah. I would I, absolutely
1: I'm 100% not, agree with that.
0: Uh, but I'm not, saying, I'm not saying there's an issue, guys, right? Before you, I'm not saying there's an issue, right? But you see, if a player signs a pre contract, they put up a wee statement or release it on something saying they're happy to be joining Celtic, such a historic club, hope to have a successful time there. Well, I haven't even seen mm-hmm. that. I know when he got announced as a replacement, you've seen snippets of an interview done and said he can't wait to get started and stuff, but. Coming to yourself, John, you said you agree with every word, right? But me, personally, as, as Francis uh, touched upon as well, you would expect at least a response from him in terms of, I'm happy to join Celtic, this is my plan, and then in the summer you get the full whack of an interview from him. But again, from my point of view, there's no issue, but I'm just a wee bit irritated, if you know what I mean. Uh, nah, I, I like Francis says, and I, I firmly
3: agree, he's, he's not officially started his role yet there's only so much he can say like he says when when he was first announced to coming out of Celtic he did release a wee bit saying he was happy to be joining the club and he's looking forward to it um, which it was sufficient at the time uh, and until he officially starts his role he's not going to know where he stands what, what what his job role is, everything's going to entail what he needs to do what, what everything else he'll, he'll be shadowing all the new and he'll be in and running about the board and everything else and getting a feel for him so that, when, so that, that transition is seamless But we absolutely shouldn't be expecting anything from Mackay at this point. And you can't compare the same sort of statement to a CEO coming in uh, and a player. Because ultimately, a player knows when he's coming into the club, he's always to play football. And it's like they can say things like, yeah, no, I'm I'm looking forward to it and everything else. A CEO is completely different. Um, There's a lot of stuff that he's going to be taking over from a business perspective that's well a lot more complex than we probably are aware of and there's probably a, a ton and ton of stuff that, that needs to be done contracts and that they need to be signed stuff need to be like hunters of stuff that he's going to need to take over uh, and make sure he's on top of so that when he does come in uh like you say, is that transition seamless so i, I fully expect come when is it the first of july uh, i believe so aye. the first of july he'll have it, like he says he, 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 he comes for a, a background where fan engagement and everything else so I fully expect 1st of July he'll be the first person to come out uh, there'll be a statement out that morning film uh, about him taking over and it'll be a lot more fleshed out and a lot more detailed but I absolutely don't, I, I, I don't begrudge the guy for not saying anything and staying quiet because it's not his job at the minute and until he officially starts, I mean how can you hold that against him?
0: <clears throat> again, there's no issue for me. I get, I get what you guys are saying, but I'm just coming at it from. I know some Southie fans will be thinking this way because, again, he's still on the door as an employee of Southie Football Club. He's on the payroll. It's not as doing. He's doing this next couple of months for free. He's getting paid for it too. So he's. Still well, do you know that for certain, though? Well, he's hardly going to come in, John, for free and step aside law every day. He's going to be well, paid you, from you, the day you, he you starts. You
3: don't know what these the, the the stipulations his co- his contract is. Let's say he doesn't well, officially sign. The dotted line and start his role, for
0: until then. So, why would he have left Scottish rugby early then, if he was continue to be paid from them until he was leaving?
3: Well, like I says, we again we can only speculate. You're assuming that's the case, but like I says, even if he is getting paid, eh, he's coming in, he's shadowing somebody, and he's learning what he needs to do. It's a completely different set up. He was used to Scottish rugby, and there'll be a lot he needs to undertake. So, he'll be focusing on that transition. we yeah. can deal with yeah. him coming out and then dealing with the fans and yeah. answering these sort of questions and everything else when he officially is appointed in that role. But until then, I don't see why we should expect anything.
0: Yeah, no, that, that's fair enough. Again, I just want to relate it. I'm not saying there's an issue. I'm just coming across from a different angle here. But, Ross, yeah. are you much of the same belief as
2: the other two guys, John and um, Francis? Um, I, I, I sort of hear where you're coming from. Like, I mean, we're not expecting them to come in and basically... Like, do a, 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 a full presser and start, like, making promises uh, to the fans that, well, they could be false promises that he doesn't know because uh, he doesn't know what the job entails. Uh, and like Franny touched on and John, it's no, it's no, he's not officially started yet. Um, but I get where you're coming for, even just a, a wee what's happening beat on with a suffice for now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I I don't expect a full like presser film and start making promises when he doesn't know what the job entails. Uh, just basically what they've touched on, But uh, kind of and yourself, Stephen. Uh, I sort—I know where you're coming from. Even just a wee mini statement, just to say, "Hiya, uh, I'm here." But there's not really been anything. Yeah, but then that's I mean, been part for the
0: course. I get what you're all saying. I I just <laughs> I know he's shadowing at the moment, Peter, all and stuff. But again, I just was expecting just a wee snippet, as, as I'm trying to say here. But in terms of the show, guys, the main segment of it anyway, that's a finished. I think we, we've discussed so many topics there from the youth right through the next season and towards the end there about the board and Dominic McKay. So that was a fantastic podcast. And just to move on to the quiz side of things between well, see Ross Before
1: we go and- to the quiz, I'll, I'm going to put it on record that Celtic will announce how the Day Rangers are getting the, the league trophy to take the shine off it
3: yes what a statement that would
2: be by the way I love that oh, that <laughs> is
3: what's
2: happening by when? The
3: way. When? When? when is that date do we know
2: uh, I think it'll be a couple of weeks anyway isn't it I'll need to look into it I didn't year before I
1: mean, uh, it's, it's leaving us on hanging for another wee while well, if that's the case but it's got uh, to at least be about 10, 10 days or something 10-14 days uh, anyway. <laughs> that would be epic that would
3: be
2: the total uh.
0: gallery man <laughs> <laughs> well and we we can all hope that happens. I think that'll be amazing. as we're all saying it'll be it'll be some there will be some appointment if that happened on that day in terms of taking the shine of what they're doing across the city. But just moving on to the quiz between Francis and Ross, if you well, guys are using to... the routes, if you, if you if you well I can't get John and he loses every fucking time. So sorry, <laughs> just, <laughs> uh, uh,
3: I've just I've just checked it just before he's gone. Uh, it's when they face Aberdeen, fifteen for me. So there you go. it's that? Eight days. Uh, yeah. Try to hang yeah. what day the day nine eh? days. Aye.
2: That kind of kid. But <laughs> <the next laughs> a little ready. over a week.
3: Uh, a little over a week. There you May fifteenth. There you go, Franny. Mark that down. People.
0: May fifteenth, good- <laughs> the day Jack Ross is announced as southern months
2: <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: Right, you guys, right, Ross and Francis quiz time. Right. Five questions. You guys know the rule. Are you ready? Oh, aye. Right. After Martin Lee took over in Celtic, who were the first SPL team to avoid defeat against Celtic? Abs. No. Francis. Hops. One more try, Roscoe. Rangers. Francis. St. Johnston. Oh, shit, Aberdeen. What nationality was Brother Ralford who founded Celtic Football Club? Irish. Irish. Yeah. That was Ross for me. One the Ross. Oh, I don't know, like... <laughs> Celtic played Liverpool in the quarterfinal. The home leg at Celtic Park ended one-one. Which Liverpool player was later fined for Let's spinning on the Celtic? Oh,
1: oh, jeff! Oh,
0: Two-nil oh. Ross, who beat Celtic by five goals and Celtic's heaviest ever European defeat in Gordon Strachan. me, a Slava. Yes! Wow,
1: Francis, what <laughs> happened to you? Oh, I'm getting a new painter the Demon Hall.
2: You've not got the price yet.
1: Oh, I don't need that. <laughs> I don't
3: need the
1: price.
3: I heard he was getting
1: another coat. I heard, <laughs> I heard the price has gone up after that quiz. <laughs> <laughs> he's, got to, he's just got to rip me in for the whole day. It's
2: All going guys. to have a three and a zero in it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: it was totally nil. much like Anthony did to James on the Tuesday podcast as well. Three uh, nil. So, guys, again a fantastic podcast and I hope everyone who listens enjoyed it and again any different opinions please let us know on YouTube Instagram Spotify Twitter wherever you want to comment us let us know what you think and we'd we'll be happy to discuss that as well and John Ross and Francis thanks for coming on have you enjoyed this one? Ah it was
1: good, good
0: aye
2: it was good
1: aye it was good aye, first nice time with well. any
2: on the, the normal podcast ah uh, tried to have it and the quiz <laughs> <laughs> that's the first one I've won in about three or four don't be s- <laughs> John Still, I think he's won one in about 20. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one in like
0: five or six, actually. Uh, mm-hmm. Good record. No, um, so, everyone who's listening, until Tuesday of next week, stay well and keep safe. Hail, heal.